0: Hello, everybody, welcome back to the show. My guests today are Johnny and Youssef from propanefitness.com, and it is another Life Hacks episode. We go through our favorite tools, tactics, websites, strategies, and resources for a productive and efficient life. And today, expect to learn the best sleep supplements we found how to get served faster at every restaurant, how to fix tennis elbow, why you need multiple gym memberships, a fix for caffeine dependency. Johnny's best new app for tracking your diet, how to beat procrastination, where to find the secret Pret-a-Manger in Heathrow Terminal 5, how to never lose your way during a speech again, and much more. (laughs) I really enjoyed sitting down with the boys. It was very, very nice to be back in the UK in the place where this podcast all began and recording with my bros. It was very fun. Uh, I'm back to Austin this Saturday, which is going to be good and this Sunday we are announcing the biggest ever episode that we've done on Modern Wisdom. I can't wait. The only way that you can ensure you will never miss when this episode goes up is by pressing the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it does support the show. So thank you very much to all of you that do that. In other news, this episode is brought to you by Gymshark. If I could give you a clothing hack for 2023 it would be their seamless collection they've got it in leggings for girls and tops as well and the guys seamless t-shirts are the most comfortable things that i've ever put on the fit is fantastic the colors go with everything i'm really getting into wearing a brighter t-shirt with some of their more sort of muted colored shorts they're just everything about them is fantastic the design is great the colors are great and you can get a 10 percent discount on everything from gymshark if you go to bit.ly slash sharkwisdom. And use the code MW10 at checkout. There is a minimum purchase of $100 or 100 bucks, I think. But it is free returns. So just buy everything that you need and return what you don't like. Uh, I, I keep on falling in love with everything that they make. And I highly, highly recommend. If you need some new kits to uh, motivate you to get to the gym in 2023, go to bit.ly slash sharkwisdom and the code MW10 at checkout. In other, other news, this episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a personalized digital fitness and health coach that monitors your body's physiology 24 7 via a non invasive wearable and provides you with feedback on your lifestyle, training, sleep, and recovery via an accompanying app. It doesn't just tell you what you've done, it tells you what you need to do. It is a coach that helps you identify areas for improvement in your life. all through the power of biometrics. It is a single strap that is super comfortable to wear. I don't notice that I've got it on. I actually feel weird when I don't now. I sleep with it absolutely fine and I really struggle to wear watches consistently under hoodies or when I was training previously. This is not a problem. Everything that you do is tracked, your recovery, your workouts, your sleep, absolutely everything and then it just feeds it out in a really easy to use app also you can have teams so if you and a friend have also got a membership it means that you can see how they're getting on you can have competitions between you and all sorts of stuff i it's the only fitness tracker that i've ever stuck with and there's a reason for that head to join.whoop.com slash wisdom to join for free, pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can buy it for free, try it for free, and if you do not like it after 29 days, they'll give you your money back. That's join.whoop.com slash modern wisdom. And in final news, this episode is brought to you by Cured Nutrition. We all know that a complete night of sleep is essential when we're working toward optimizing our wellness and general well-being. Cured Sleep Bundle, which combines their best-selling Zen and most potent CBN supplement, is the answer to guaranteeing that you get that full night of sleep every night. Zen is a blend of functional mushrooms, adaptogens, and full-spectrum cannabinoids. The CBN extract is a lesser-known cannabinoid found in hemp plant. These supplements were designed to support the two most critical stages of your body's natural sleep cycle, REM sleep and non-REM, deep sleep. Some people can't fall asleep, others can't stay asleep, and then there are those that fall asleep and stay asleep but struggle to spend enough time in each sleep stage. No matter what is keeping you from true rest and restoration, this sleep bundle is the solution. Think of it like a one-two punch for body and brain's reset. Right now, Cured is extending an exclusive offer where you can grab Zen and CBN in the sleep bundle with an extra 20% off Cured's already discounted price by visiting curednutrition.com slash modernwisdom and using the code MW20 at checkout. That's 35% off the regular price with the existing discount plus the code on top. That's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash modernwisdom the code MW20 at checkout. But now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Johnny and Youssef.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. There it is.
0: It's Mubarak. So... If you're not familiar with this, Life Hacks, it's the longest series that we've done on Modern Wisdom, tools, techniques, and tactics for a productive and efficient life. We do a roundtable. Each of us proposes something that we've fallen in love with over the last few weeks about how to create a perfect toasted sandwich or get out of a parking fine or a brand new seat that you can sunbathe in appropriately naked while your neighbors can't see, whatever it is. And then the other two will critique or go and buy it immediately on Amazon. Links to everything we talk about are in the show notes below. And as is tradition, even in 2023, uh, Jonathan, there is a <clears throat> hot potato for you there, my friend. What have you got, life hacks-wise?
1: Those fake life hacks that you just reeled off sound all sounded fantastic.
0: We should. Well, no, you did one about toasted sandwich. You did one about how to create the perfect toasted sandwich. Oh, so maybe about two examples. and a half years ago, yeah.
1: My God. I can't even remember my own life. I should maybe go back and be like, wow, what a great idea. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Um so my first one well you might you'll probably want to change what i say when i say this based on an email i received from you very recently i was gonna say given the time of year given what everybody will be doing given it's the first one it's the one everyone listens to the some sort of annual review process so we've all used the chris sparks annual review but i believe chris do you have your own now? I One have somewhere. taken
0: a uh, m- menage a trois from a bunch of different uh, productivity thinkers. Phenomenal. David Perel, Chris Sparks was heavily influential. Uh, some stuff from the Six Minute Diary, some other shit that I picked up online. Uh, and yeah, if you want to go and get that, you can go to chriswillx.com slash review. Uh, it is not too late to do an annual review, even though it's the start of January uh you can go and do that it'll help you to go back over your last year and set goals for the new one but yes 100% doing an annual mm-hmm. review uh
1: super super important why do you do yours uh, i think the well i think everybody tries to set a goal. people try to set like resolutions and goals and things like that i think the review process um some of the questions that that i that i like going over the most are like what are the what things in the year made you most happy what things in the year did you enjoy doing the most who did you like spending time with the most and then almost sticking those things in your calendar straight away so like trips away places you went um hobbies you picked up things you stopped doing it's just such an easy way like things you would maybe if you don't have a a time to sort of sit and formally look back on a period of time and think you know what should i do more of do less of add back in again you can sometimes go years and think like oh yeah remember when i used to. I remember when we did that, that was really good fun. We should do it again. So that, that sort of process, looking through your camera reel when you're doing it, looking through your calendar when you're doing it, um, looking through message history and stuff with people, um, all ways to bring up prompts that you would maybe just, they would just drift into your past and you'd forget. Um, and then doing that before you set any goals or targets or um, resolutions for the year, really helpful. But I think following something that's guided, specifically, that's the reason I mentioned it. So I think sitting with a blank document and reviewing your year, very difficult to do. Having kind of guided questions or prompts, very, very useful. There's so there's a, yeah.
0: a section that I stole from David Perel that goes in the, the review that I talked about where he, he has a favorite memory, favorite new city, favorite new song, favorite live show, uh, favorite sex, like favorite interaction mm. with an animal. like not the same thing. Yeah, perhaps. You'd hope not. But having that down is just, it, it, especially after you accumulate a few years of those, there's things that you'll definitely have forgotten that you've done. Mm. And you go back and you go, fuck,
2: 100%. remember when we did that
0: thing and I fell in love with zoos for six months?
2: i think that's the key you know that you said johnny about things fading into the the murky past and then you look mm. back and you're like, oh yeah like this is why you just got to write stuff down and there's there's no there's nothing that will substitute for just physically going through a process and writing it down otherwise like if you just think oh yeah my goal's this I guarantee in a year's time you'll have forgotten that it was even a goal and you end up with one of two situations either you've totally smashed the goal and you look back on it and you're like wow i can't believe that was actually something i really wanted to hit and now i've blasted straight past it because it seems so mundane and if you just said that verbally you would have forgotten and you would have wouldn't really felt like there was much progress mm. or you set the goal and you didn't get anywhere near it and you look back and you go oh, i'm an utter twat for having not done anything to move towards that goal right let's refocus let's do it properly this year
0: the other reason that you've got to do the review first before you set the goals is the goals manifest they grow out of the review right if you Mm. end up setting a bunch of goals that help you to achieve a thing which this year you looked back on and reflected as a negative experience like i hate my time working on statistics and i want to move more into the creative realm my goal for next year is to get another statistics qualification because you haven't realized that statistics makes you miserable you end up circling this sort of uh liminal purgatory of always doing the same thing badly
1: Mm. and i think like the whole 80 20 analysis of why things are good or why things are bad let's say you've had a really good year in your career for example one of the questions in um the re- review i was doing was saying like which habits do you think uh, if something's gone well which habits do you think were responsible for that or which actions were responsible for that and when you really sit and think about it it's usually stuff that you're like oh yeah it's probably just this what was yours like it, so things like um consistent sleep routine like th- this year because i've been over to the US a couple of times and had my sleep like forced out of a rhythm for a few times. I think realizing that um, the days where I've struggled in general with anything, like training, productivity, concentration, anything, is just when my sleep is um, thrown out. So just, a con- I know it's such a, it's like grandparent style advice, isn't it? Like get get your eight hours in. But I think just a reminder that like when things have gone well for me this year, my sleep's been really, really good. Nice. Um, for nice example,
2: uh, Youssef, where you got You are. You might not be able to see it. There. See that little white box in the background.
0: Yes. What is it?
2: Leaning against the other white box. Yes. Which is also a life hack. <laughs> what is, what's the first one? First white box is a red light therapy box. So that's from a company called Block Blue Light. Um, we have a we have a discount code as well, which is just propane, but it's a way to offset the, something you, you just mentioned before we started Chris, which was that it's 2.30 and it's starting to get dark in December in the North of England. So this is not quite a sad lamp. It's the other spectrum of, of red light, uh, which you can't, you only get from sun exposure, it doesn't tan you, it has a completely different mechanism of action. Uh, these boxes do both red and infrared. And I recently did a review looking at how it affected my blood parameters, my inflammatory markers, my immune markers and all that stuff. Um, and surprisingly, because it, it seemed really gimmicky and really biohacky to shine a red light box, but the data is actually really compelling. Uh, and there's just multi-system benefits across immune, endocrine, mood, muscle recovery, just so much stuff from red light therapy. Buying a box is way more cost effective than going to a clinic that does red light therapy for £70 a session or something. Because that thing costs about three, £400 pounds, and it'll obviously last you forever. So by the time you've had five treatments, you've broken even. So I think in terms of easy win, red light box is the one. What's
0: your protocol for using it?
2: 10 minutes front and back. So there's different protocols depending on the strength of the the light and how far away from you're sitting and how deep the tissues are that you want to treat. So there's lots of variables to play around with. I've got a a kind of a rough guideline um, on the video as well, but there's a book by Ari Witten. Who goes deep with it like really
0: what's the tldr just tell us what we need to know deep.
2: the the tldr is 10 minutes front and back i think unless you've got a particular area that you're looking to treat and then then you've got to consider like distance and wavelength and power transfer and all that stuff
0: why use a red light lamp and not a sad lamp
2: sad lamp different mechanism
0: so should you be using um, both? Can you get something is there such a, a red light and sad combination? for the people that don't know that's seasonal affective disorder lamp it's like a super bright lumen thing that's supposed mm-hmm. to give you that's more circadian rhythm melatonin cortisol mechanism, right?
2: Yeah, so that that's more to wake up in the morning. So if you if you went like if you're living somewhere in like Finland or Iceland or something and you you go out and there's just barely any sun then you might you might need a SAD lamp. But generally, SAD is on the blue light spectrum, and I think we're already getting more than enough blue light from staring at screens all day. So personally, that's not something I would invest in. Um, and then red light therapy is less to do with circadian regulation. It's more the kind of other benefits that you get from from it's cellular hormesis, melatonin-mediated effects. What did
0: your blood markers say?
2: <clears throat> to be honest they went from normal to normal which i'm quite pleased about there are people who have in the data there's dysfunctional thyroid that have that has normalized and actually people coming off thyroxine entirely which i think is insane from using red light therapy on the thyroid from in sort of targeted way uh, my inflammatory markers went down a little bit i think my testosterone went up slightly but not not enough for me to say oh yeah it was definitely that that caused that
0: I also heard that certain types of red lamps don't actually produce the right type of red light. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that you've checked to make sure that the particular brand that you're using isn't just a red bulb.
2: That, yeah, that's a very good point. So there are there's a lot of cheap red light boxes that just shine a red light, and you think, oh yeah, that'll do. But there's only the specific wavelengths and power levels that you need, and a lot of the Chinese manufacturers will just produce something that looks looks like it's good and sell it for cheap. The manufacturer of this guy had a long, long chat with him and podcast where he goes into the process and the the different kind of testing kits that he's got at home to when he goes to China and Taiwan and and kind of discusses the specific specifications that he wants of the the bulbs and makes sure that they are within the therapeutic range.
0: Very nice.
1: Just to add, it's something that so it sounds pretty woo-woo, doesn't it? Like it doesn't it sounds a bit strange sitting in front of a red light. I have been doing it, but I do 20 minutes all all on my front because I can't be bothered to turn around halfway. Um, it just feels nice. So I just do it while I meditate in the morning. Like sort of technical benefits aside, I think if something feels nice and is a pleasant thing to do and makes you feel good afterwards, you probably keep doing it. Um, you know when you like sat in meditation. front of an open fire? Yeah, similar it just
2: feeling. It feels really like wholesome. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like open fires radiate red and infrared uh-huh. as well fantastic
0: i've got something down there i can't see what it's a goose (laughs) no not the fucking goose on the bed i've got a red light over there uh i got a, I got a pocket one um which is three by four so it's only like you would be able to carry it in a bag uh and i really enjoyed that as well sitting down and just having that on me so i'm all for trying it uh what's the company that you suggested and what's the code
2: Block blue light and the code is propane. Cool. So right. and what's that get you off? That's I guess you ten ten percent off, I believe. So there's they have a UK and a and a US, New Zealand, Australia website. It's the same company that a while ago I mentioned I bought some red
1: light glasses that yep. worked. Same yep. same brands. So if you want to pick some pick up pick up some of those that actually work as well, they are the same it's the same manufacturer.
0: Cool. All right. So my one, uh this I used while I was in Vegas. The other week, and it is remember the server's name. So Mm -hmm. the server will always come over and introduce themselves, or they'll usually have a a name badge on. And it just makes such a difference. Being able to shout your server's name across a crowded room means, and using it consistently as well. Thank you, Brittany, or thank you, whatever it is, means that you're going to get served first. You're going to probably get your drinks brought over, uh, and make sure it's going to be in the nicest glasses. Make sure it's going to be using, you know. Everything is going to be done to a better standard if you remember their name. It means that you can get their attention when you need to check, when you need to do whatever, and it just actually feels quite polite. So I just it it shocked me how much I hadn't bothered to remember the server's name, and it also shocked me how much of a difference it made in a crowded Las Vegas Strip Hard Rock Cafe at 8 p.m. at night on a Saturday. It surprised me how much of a difference it made, so remember the server's name.
2: Nice. How how much has your attitude to tipping changed since you've gone stateside? You're
0: strong-armed into it. Frankly, <laughs> mm. it's a struggle session. And I mean, I I once went to a venue where I tipped the serving girl. I want to say fifteen percent on a pretty large bill. So it was maybe fifteen percent on a fifty buck round of drinks, and she looked at the paper. Printed a new receipt out, turned it back around, pushed it toward me, and said, "Let's try that again, shall we?" Wow! Like she really? was quite, she was quite sassy, so it was like funny or whatever. In any case, but uh, yeah, that that happened. So e-
2: even with a high sasometer, sass- that is cheeky. Sass through Goodness the roof, me.
0: man. Yeah, but it's it is what it is. No, like, it's, it's not it's really just...
2: a tip, then, is it? If fifteen percent, they're like, "Oh no, that's not good enough." Sorry, then. Why? How is it optional?
0: Well, they'll do a lot of the time now. They have these iPads that pivot two ways. So the iPad is both the till for the server to use, and this is the same in Starbucks, in a bunch of you know whatever restaurant or, or quick use cafe. During which the serving staff have had zero input to do mm. with the creation or service of your food. They've put it into a bag. It's like, look, if you heat up a toasty, do I is that five percent? Is that ten percent? <laughs> But they'll flip it over and on it, there's preset levels, sometimes like 15, 20, 25 custom. And they preset the numbers. So if it starts 20, 25, 30, and you go, well, if I go into custom and then say nothing, and then usually there's a queue of people behind you that can all see over your shoulder at what you're about to press. then you've got how to sign your name. a
2: bastard you are. Yeah, exactly. It's I hate it. Very Just much tell a struggle me how session. much I, want to, I need to pay. Like, don't give me options.
1: <laughs> Look,
0: it is what it is, Johnny. What you got?
1: Okay. Um, I was just thinking about my my tipping experience in Hawaii. It was very, very similar. What happened? Well, just just that the the iPad thing, like the fixed. I don't remember there being a custom option, so I can remember standing in an airport in Hawaii, paying fifty dollars for two like paninis and two coffees in this in a Starbucks because it was the only place to get breakfast. So you're fifty dollars it fifty quid in basically at that point, and then they. have twizzle the iPad and go how much would you like not would you like to tip how much would you like to tip you're
2: thinking getting emotionally blackmailed into paying more
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just tough um so this one is something I've been doing with training recently um and it's something I've just found kind of my training's been very like bodybuilding focused like not powerlifting anymore really um and I find like doing three four sessions a week the same routine every week a little bit dull um so I took a four session program and this is not really really a life hack but it's it's been really interesting for me it's made training more fun I take four sessions a week of a training split and do but I only train three times a week so every week is different like it rotates it every week so every I think it's like a month to do the full cycle Um, that's helpful and secondly if you've been training a while um like more than a couple of years You'll have everybody's run into that problem where you can only do an exercise for like three, four times before you're just running up against like hitting the same reps and the same load. And it's very, very hard to progress. So taking something and spreading it over like eight, nine, 10 days extends that cycle and makes it slightly easier to eke a little bit more out of a training program. So. And you can do it obviously with anything, right? So five days into four, four days into three, three days into two, whatever you want to do.
0: Are you actually compressing the days down or of a four-day split, are you only doing three, which means that the following week it's back, legs and chest. And then the yeah. week after that is arms, back and legs.
1: Yeah. So week one is like A, B, C. Week two is D, A, B, yes, got et cetera. You, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps it interesting because it every week, even though it's, because, you, you know, you kind of build that association of, like, well, Monday is the day when I do, like, bench and then cable fly, and then that no longer exists. So, each each week you're doing a different combination. Tiny change, um, but has quite a big effect, i found. Like, recovery progression keeps it interesting.
0: Nice. I like that.
1: Totally free as well.
2: Seth? This one is from Alice, Dr. Alice the Volcanologist, which is to eat the most boring meal of the day post workout, so the day where you you've got the most points to spend, should the the meal where you've got the most points to spend should should really be like the evening where you can enjoy it socially. Usually, your post workout meal is kind of a, it's just a utility meal. So have the most boring meal of the day there, where you you check all of your nutritional boxes to save some. Some of the fun calories for later.
0: Would there not be an argument that if you're eating, you should try and avoid any of the meals being boring? That you don't need to necessarily have boring nutritional meals.
2: Sometimes it's unavoidable. If you if you see your your you total an day example is of
0: like... a kind of meal that is unavoidably boring,
1: you're just having to defend a life hack that
0: isn't. Someone that's his. not even mine. You submitted it. You submitted <laughs> it. You want to stand up for this lady? True
2: someone who if if you've got micronutrient targets or certain vegetable intake or something the other way to to think of it though is, as you say is to if you're gonna play around with the goalposts, is to say just train before you go out for a social meal and then you can have an exciting social meal with the most calories in post-workout
0: mm. Mm. what are you doing T- with your diet at the moment johnny
1: what am i doing with it mm. what do you mean
0: are you, tra- are you tracking anything are you, oh
1: uh, yeah, so I'm I'm trying to to get down to 89 kilos from 94. So I've kind of done my, my weight loss in two phases. So wh- phase one was when I was like 105, took it down to 95, and I was like, right, I'm done with dieting for a while. So from like July of this year just passed, or last year, if you listen to this, uh, up to now, and then I'm going to try and get down to sub 90. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. should be quite lean at, at sub 90 but uh that involves tracking which actually links to one of my one of my hacks well, you can so hang fire because cuz i've got I've, go. I've got one that i've been
0: playing around with since i've been in austin and it's have multiple gym memberships so i'm spoiled for choice in austin with like onnit training center atomic athlete um <clears throat> lift atx tons of gold gyms all over the place there's this place called los campiones which is like a, a dreamland for lifting in and most of them in big cities at least that i've seen in america that are quite competitive like this are about 40 bucks so it's maybe 40 or 50 bucks to right. get a good membership at one of these <clears throat> spit and sawdust style bodybuilding type gyms and my current armory setup of gyms is uh one with very broad open and close times so that's the commercial gym usually for me that's a golds uh it's also the one that's got the quietest Atmosphere. It means I can go in and do listen to stuff, prep for work, usually episodes while I'm in there training. Then I've got one that I can go and train with my boys, which is Lift ATX. That's spit and sawdust, gangster rap, and slipknot. And that's like a really cool, very social, open gym. That's good. And then the final one is a gym that has group classes if I need to externalize motivation and that's on it at the moment, or Atomic Athlete would be another one. You don't need to have this entire like armory portfolio of gyms but it is good to have at least two I think Dean has had this problem since he's been back in Newcastle he's between Newcastle and Middlesbrough and he's training at Reebok CrossFit Tyneside which a year ago he loved and now he's bored of and he wants to go somewhere new but a year ago he really loved Reebok CrossFit Tyneside and a Mm. lot of people I think have fallen out of love with their training when what they've done is fallen out of love with their gym you just need to be in a new environment with new music different machines different people to talk to different routes to get there and you would be surprised how much extra energy you can inject into your training if you just train in a new location.
2: I like the different moods of workout as well, where you've got the set type of session where you just need to get it done, you've got other stuff on your mind, and then you've got like the social session, and so being able to choose that, it's a lot to coordinate, but I can see the utility in it. What does your training look like
1: if you've got, like? it sounds almost like different training modalities as well?
0: Yeah, it is, but it's just... Moving as much as I can, getting as much sunlight as I can, not trying to stick to any one program too rigidly and just enjoying training and stuff. So, mostly bodybuilding style things, some high intensity stuff, and then two sessions of pickleball a week for kind of outright cardio. And then sitting on the exercise desk when I can, when I remember it.
1: Is the goal just enjoy it?
0: Be healthy. Like, yeah. Be healthy, enjoy it. Put on a good bit of size with Zach throughout the back end of this year doing bro splits in lift but we both started to just get a bit lethargic and training got a little bit boring, so we've now added in these group classes on it a little bit. This is postmenopausal symptoms. Oh, again. Yeah, well, I vacillate back and forward. You know, I become premenopausal again, and then I go back through it all over again.
1: I saw you doing some incline bench with Ollie from the Horizon.
0: Did do some incline bench with Ollie from I was Bermuda pretty Horizon. impressed.
1: I think you were doing like 100, 100 kilos
0: or so. 100 pounds. Oh, was it? It'll be pounds.
1: Isn't... Definitely not 100 kilos. 100 right. kilos per arm? No, on on an incline barbell bench.
0: Oh, press. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So you were doing 100 kilos? I was, yeah. I think that's pretty good, Chris.
0: Thank you. Thank you. No, we problem. have been lifting a lot this year. We put on a lot of size this year, just eating, but eating like an arsehole as well, just eating <laughs> everything in sight, like constant desserts. It's not been the highest quality calories. So I'm going to try and dial that back in this year. There's a real difficulty I have blending the mental sharpness i get from intermittent fasting with the lack of physical degradation that i get from having like regular meals that are of high quality throughout the day i find it very difficult to maintain a good physique whilst doing anything close to a hard intermittent fast
2: well chris have you thought about having your most boring meal of the day
1: (laughs) 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 He's got you there. I knew it was going to
0: come full circle eventually. <laughs> right, John Johan, what have you got?
1: Give us. Uh, so it's a it's a triple-pronged triple, triple pronged hack. I love it. Uh, which is three things in unison. I think I've meant, well, two of them would definitely be mentioned before. Okay. Uh, so the first one is something that I actually heard on Modern Wisdom a recommendation from Derek, uh, More Plates, More Dates, which is to take like a standard day of eating. So it, it, it's the setup you would normally have on like a regular day plug it into something called chronometer which is a, an app that's ios mac app I'm, I'm sure it exists for android as well um and it just scores you based on your micronutrient profile so just as, a, as an rda percentage where are you short on like vitamin C, A, D, K, etc it is extremely difficult to get anywhere close i don't know whether anyone's ever tried this before is something Yusuf and i have spoken about way harder than you'd think to do that um The thing, however, it's so cool to see it. So you put in your normal food intake for the day and then it's got like pre-saved, it's got um, quite a few popular supplement brands. So you plug in an athletic green serving and everything goes from being like 5%, 10%, 10% to like 300%, 300%, 300%. So first first hack is that, is like if you are trying to improve your diet in the new year, which so many people do, um, I do think it's important to look at the macronutrient and the micronutrient profile stick your diet stick an average day into chronometer and see where you fall second thing is athletic greens still using it which is a hell of a testament yeah and then the third thing which is another tip that um i gave a while ago which is something else i'm still using over a year later is macro factor for tracking macros um that app is getting better every i mean they've just done another update um the guys behind that really know what they're doing and with my fitness pal just adding some making some features premium um if you're finding that annoying like the barcode scanner being now being a premium feature and you want something Perfect else,
2: storm. like my yeah. fitness pal managed to to trip over their own feet at the same uh-huh. time as a major competitor stepped into the ring why
0: not use chronometer for everything why have chronometer to do micros and macro factor for macros
1: it's just not got the best um like database of, of popular brand items chronometer um and macro is not it macro factor has micronutrient profiles but it's not quite as good as chronometer um so chronometer is good for like inserting the single ingredients once and like doing that process once but if i'm gonna have like a, a dinner at a restaurant the chance of it being in chronometer of iceland i tested it because ideally that would be what you would do right but yeah, the the database and also the tracking the functionality on macro factors way beyond that. It'll even adjust your macros for you if you want it to. Is that the so, thing
0: when we went for a avocado salad in Heaton a few months ago, Youssef, that you just spoke it into your oh, phone. Yeah. You said "Yeah, record about- one I've- avocado salad with an egg and then it just came up and put it in.
2: Yeah, so that I mean that that's a great feature. I feel like we've not even mentioned it. Yeah, I haven't is- even mentioned that. Yeah, so it's got like an AI recognition thing. So you could say, um, yeah, ro- roast chicken dinner with potatoes and whatever, and it'll it'll generate it and it'll give you suggested servings and you go, oh yeah, I think that's about right. And mm. you can add it in. Um, the we I think we have a code for that as well, but it's just for an extended trial.
1: Apparently. Yeah, they don't do any discounts, sadly. Um, um, yeah, they do a seven or a 14 day trial. So good.
0: How much is membership um, if you want to stick about after that?
2: 60 quid a year or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So not much bit, if that's
0: if going you're, to be the basis of your tracking.
1: Yeah. yeah. So if, if you've used something like MyFitnessPal or something like that in the past um, and you want a, an equivalent and you also want it to adjust your macros for you, it also gives you like an estimated end date. for. So you plug in like your target weight. It recommends some calories for you. It tells you how long your diet's going to be and it adjusts your macros each week based on how, what, you, what your weight changes do. Wow. For, it's pretty cool. I heard it is, that, really um,
0: nice. is it mike isretel has got no it's not it's uh zach's friend from uh thingy strength that has a great uh, name a, i can't remember the fucking name of it <laughs> trend. maybe uh that has a an ai lifting program now oh, oh juggernaut yeah. juggernaut training system thank you yeah. Um and he's basically created a s- scalable completely leverageable ultimately scalable personalized training platform.
1: Yeah, so I've I've given that a try. Um it's pretty impressive. I don't use it personally, but um I've seen some examples of like of some quite high level powerlifters using it and peaking for it and I think so the guy's the 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 sort of the developer guy behind it I think is called Garrett Blevins, I think his name is. He's a US uh, on the US powerlifting team who's just like coded an app for a, for a bit of a side
2: now he's side making giggle.
0: now he's making crazy cash mad bank right yeah. Yousef what you
2: got can I just wedge in a, a post hack for for Johnny's there which is also if you're struggling if you're not very inventive with meal planning use eat this much so either an app or a website eat this com, and you just say like I'm having breakfast or dinner or lunch and it says oh, do you do you like blueberries do you like almonds whatever and it'll just generate you things that you should eat as a as a meal plan it's very good um so my hack is the wobbly sausage i recently what are
0: you brandishing at us
2: this is my wobbly sausage okay. it's a theraband i believe it's not going to go in focus is it no. um i've been plagued with elbow problems over the last few months and this has been the only thing that's helped to fix it so if you're someone who does a lot of things like weighted chin-ups and heavy rows and stuff that just really aggravates that bit of your elbow it's possible as I'm living proof to get golfer's elbow without having ever played golf um, and tennis elbow without having ever played tennis so <laughs> and it's so painful and it gets to the point where like using your handbrake in your car or opening jars and stuff is Exquisitely painful, so the wobbly sausage is brilliant. Just something that you can then do like negatives with. You can do lots of reps, and it it does you you get a pump on exactly the area that is sore. So for the um, people
0: that are for the people that are listening and not able to see what it is that you're brandishing at us, you're not using this as a soft tissue tool. You're using a kind of rolling pin flexible rolling pin to actually do movements forward and back with your wrists
2: yeah using it as twisty or you can use it as actual well like this is genuinely one of the exercises I have,
0: yeah yeah let's be <laughs> let's let's go steady with that one shall we i don't want to get demonetized um, i also don't i don't believe you
1: you said that that's one of the exercises
2: so the the guide even had like one where you you get a band and you hold it with your right hand stand on it with your left foot and then you you do that overhead to try and stabilize your shoulder
0: (laughs) wow i mean i'm sure that you understand the mechanism that's going on why does golfer's elbow occur what's happening
2: so it's it's been debated because it used to be the theory that it was an inflammatory process and now we think it's to do with the tendon matrix getting disrupted um but it can just it it's probably like a combination of tissue level and sensitization events happening at that point, but it's just so localized and so painful that anything you do starts picking the scab with it. So part of the goal is to like stretch it away, work through the pain a little bit, get, get, you know, after you've recovered to re-desensitize yourself to the area, but then also to strengthen the area through doing lots of negatives and wobbly sausage.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to, ask what the fucking mechanism was if you were going to say it looks like a miniature foam roller right looks like a tiny little foam roller i was going to say what are you actually doing if you're going to go back and then do the same exercise again how are you expecting a different result if all you've done is loosen up the area like this was what i got Mm. red pilled by sam spinelli uh the strength therapist uh about (laughs) a a little while ago (laughs) (laughs) Ah. we're gonna have to explain that so We're laughing because Dr. Sam Spinelli uh, had a handle on Instagram called The Strength Therapist. Now, one of the problems, if you write out The Strength Therapist all in one word without capital letters, you can also spell The Strength The Rapist. And it seems like he became aware of this after a while and changed it to at Dr. Sam Spinelli. Anyway, what he told me was that soft tissue feels nice, but doesn't make a massive amount of difference to long-term injury.
2: Mm. Unfortunately, it's 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 a way to kind of get ac- temporary access to a new range of motion or a, a new kind of pain-free range that you then have to do something with. You can't just do the firm rolling and then be like, oh, I've done I've done the work now.
0: What's the brand of that thing again for people that want to check it out?
2: It is Theraband.
0: They're quite the a big OGs. company. They seem like a, they that that seems like an oddly brand name purchase for you, Yusuf, that you would have probably tried to get from Alibaba.
2: I I just thought I'm not I'm not making any shortcuts with my elbow. I've I've wrestled enough, with enough. this problem enough. Yeah. Um I got the green greeny blue, I don't know what you call that? Turquoise one. Yeah. Um there's different levels. This is the medium, I believe, and I think it's just about right for you
0: rehab. Don't regret the, not getting a
2: stronger one. No, cuz you I think if you go too hard with it, it's you just kind of picking the scab further with the it's such a
0: like nuanced topic about when you look at resistance bands and and other um the, the density of foam rollers do i want extra firm do i want firm do i want medium <laughs> because there's no way there's no gradient that you can actually test until you get it and the number of times that you get it and go for fuck's sake this is way too soft or way too light i'm gonna have to basically just buy another one
2: have you ever gone too hard uh, i think i got the y- captain of crush and i got yeah. like level four or something thinking now and it's like
1: it didn't even move. You're
2: like oh like three people in the world have ever closed it like, <laughs> oh, <great." laughs> or if you
1: like accidentally get a you know if you're trying to get like a resistance band to do some shoulder rehab with and you you get something that's too much and you can't even get it past like yeah yeah but then <laughs> one that's do.
0: one that's totally pointless that, that you can basically see through is also useless like, I'm just Mm. Flinging a piece of to- a single sheet of toilet paper around. Yeah, know, like just move my elbow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, hack productivity with the Zygonic effect by leaving sentences part finished. We've spoken about the Zygonic effect before. It is a psychological bias that was discovered by this guy who was studying waiters and waitresses in. Uh, restaurants and he was very impressed it's super impressive when you see someone that comes up and asks you your order and doesn't write anything down and they're just looking at you while you say it this lady did it in vegas for an entire table of 10 people drinks starters and mains didn't write a single thing down nothing was wrong and it all came out to the right people as well it's like fucking hell like that's mm. that's that's 20 20 percent to 25 percent tip worthy <laughs> like if you wanted to like to give yeah. us a bit of a flourish you do some card tricks or sing or something but um What this guy realized is that the servers had an unbelievably accurate ability to recall what each table had ordered while the orders and checks were still open. And as soon as the checks had gone, their ability to remember things had completely vanished. It's the same as anyone who, like me at university, crammed for exams. You'll be able to remember really, really closely what it is, all of the different accounting principles or whatever that you've been researching. And yet, as soon as the exam's done and that loop is closed, everything's gone. And This is the same reason that Netflix shows use cliffhangers at the end of them to get you to watch the next one because the human mind abhors this sort of open loop and it likes a closed loop. So it's the open and closed loop dynamic that we've got. And the way that you can use this to hack productivity is give yourself an easier in when you go to restart a project. And this is something Michael Malice does as a writer. I know a bunch of my other writer friends do as well, that they leave sentences part finished as they close the day out which means that when they then begin the next day, it's really easy. How hard is it to finish a sentence? Like you're you're basically up and running already and then before you know it, you're writing. It also means that your open loop system is a little bit more activated throughout the remainder of the break between doing the project again, finishing it and doing it again. Uh, So you're thinking about it a bit more. You're considering what it is that you need to do. So I do that with some of the stuff that I'm starting to write now. I'm starting to do some longer form stuff. And uh, yeah, leaving sentences part finished is a nice solution
2: nice so you know having to start the day and kind of crack the shell of the task and it's uh, oh fucking finishing
0: that. something at the at the end of a chapter you know and you go oh, okay let's start this new chapter now <laughs> really really difficult it's hard mm. enough to begin a task in any case it's just a case of making it as easy as possible for you to get going i think
2: i think we discussed the idea of of dentists when you come in the room and they go, oh, hello, sir, sit down, and then you open your mouth and they go, ah, oh, Lewis, how are the kids? Because like, they recognise the particular configuration of fillings and teeth that you've got, and that's that's what jogs their memory, because that's the way that they see the world.
0: That's not one that I remember happening, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to see David Breton actually in a couple of weeks' time before I go back to uh, Texas, so if he starts remembering things about me as soon as I open my mouth, <laughs> we'll know that that's true.
2: Johan. contact specific learning.
1: Um, Andrew Huberman, who is a alumnus of the Modern Wisdom podcast, has a sleep cocktail. Have either of you tried it?
0: Magnesium L three and eight. Chris has tried L-theanine, it. L theanine. Yep. Apigenin. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, <laughs> GABA. And glycine. Gaba. Oh, the ga- so the ga- the glycine thing I haven't u- I haven't tried yet.
1: So I haven't tried the GABA. Because so. Yusuf scared me about gabber. We we used to gabber a lot. In in Z12.
2: Yeah, back in the day. How often then have you
1: gabbered? Oh, so I, you...
2: I got through a bottle of gabber. I, got my... have... I, I gave it to my brother, and he ended up getting withdrawal. I, like I gave it to him, and I was like, "Listen, Habibi, don't <laughs> take this every day. Every couple of days." And then, of course, he didn't. He ignored me. Took two every day, and then at the end of the month, he's like, "I need some more of that stuff. I can't the I'm really <interested> in anxious." <laughs> I told, I, I
0: told you, man. <laughs> I'm fucking telling you, bro. Stop taking that shit. So it's I, my I remember. Crew.
1: I remember Yusuf realizing there was gabber in this supplement we used to take from T Nation, and being like, "Whoa, that's a hell of a, that's a sledgehammer." So I didn't. Add, I haven't even added that in, but the rest of it I have. And my goodness me, do you get a good night's sleep
0: with that, with that cocktail of things? Have you split tested it on Whoop? I haven't I haven't but I mean Are you still using whoop
1: no well, that's why you haven't done it
0: well I'll be I, back uh, you'll be back you'll be back part maybe. Way through
1: 2023 maybe I'm sure. the thing that's good about whoop I mean not to sidetrack this is like is exactly for stuff like this so it's it's activating it for I, I don't think I get that much out of it when I do the same things day in day out because it's just there's a there's a flux in your scores and you're like well I'm not going to change my training but if you want to add something new in like red light therapy for example um, or new sleep supplements. Doing it for like two months and testing it just to see, like, is there any move in the numbers? Is very useful. But with the sleep cocktail thing, it's almost at a point where it's like it's as clear as day to me that it makes a difference. <laughs> like, I I don't know what your experience with it was, Chris, but um, I've had a lot of sleep supplements. I've had a ZMA, obviously the Z twelve stuff, um, five HTP, my protein sleep cocktails never re- they, they kind of help but they don't really um I, I think this i immediately fall asleep and then i just feel like i'm asleep the entire night no it's, issues uh,
0: my, my sleep's been the best that it's been uh, throughout this year and it's fluctuated due to all of the travel but i'm a big fan mm. i haven't used the glycine so for brands i'll let you put yours forward but certainly in america and maybe in the uk as well a company called doubletree they are massive on Amazon. Um, everything seems to be uh, double third-party tested, comes with a right. bunch of credentials and stuff. Um, that's where I get my magnesium L3 and 8 from, my apigenin and my... Is that how I say it? I feel like Apigenin, I'm, I think. Apigenin, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. definitely saying it like a, a, a pigeon.
1: In. <laughs> Which but, is... I'm pretty sure, Yusuf, you mentioned that's an opiate. Possibly. I'd, it's a thing in chamomile tea.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. Well, no, I, I, I don't know if apigenin is, but chamomile tea is a mild opiate.
0: <laughs> well, L theanine is present in green tea. Green right? tea, yeah. Yeah.
1: Gives you some funky dreams. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, L
0: theanine's a really great neuroprotective seems to be re- good for dealing with stress and anxiety. Some people take it during the morning as well, which it's mm. also useful to take with caffeine to take the jitters off the edge of caffeine. Um, what's the brands that you've gone for? What's the dosage you go for and where did you get your glycine from?
1: I just got it all on Amazon. Um, I can get the the links of, of stuff. Yep. Um, I got it. To be honest, I, I went on Amazon and I went for brands that I either recognized or had like really good reviews and like a high number of reviews on, um, it was a lot cheaper than I was expecting it to be. Getting all the individual ingredients and a lot of like the theanine is like 180 days in a bottle or something like that. It's yeah, crazy.
0: I've still got that uh, apigenin from the first time I started using it because they're tiny, tiny teeny mm. little capsules, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the magnesium L three innate is what you go through at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. yeah, so you need to get three. I've found that you need to get about three bottles of the magnesium. For every one of the other two. Mm. Uh, glycine, is it just is it any type of glycine? I,
2: I haven't used it's, that. It's it's very generic and cheap. So it, it's just amino acid. Yeah. The the reason that they say to cycle it is that the data shows like an, an increase in sleep quality on the first night that you use it and then not so much afterwards. So the the rationale, Huberman's rationale, will be to cycle it so that you kind of resensitize to it.
0: Are you cycling cause I don't, but should you be cycling magnesium L3N8, uh apigenin and Personally,
2: with with anything like that, that's going to enhance something, I just think a a broad principle should be to cycle stuff. The only time, the only only thing that I maybe wouldn't is anything that's vitamin or pseudo-vitamin. So creatine, no need to cycle. But things that are like anti-stress, sleep, adaptogens, anything like that, I would cycle. So, so magnesium, you wouldn't
1: cycle then if it's a
2: magnesium, I wouldn't. Yeah,
1: wouldn't. But but and glycine, you wouldn't.
2: Although I was slightly hypermagnesemic uh from my last blood test, which shows I was like scooping it in. So what, that, do, you, that,
0: what do you use on an evening time, Youssef? Because I imagine you don't subscribe to this kind of cocktail.
2: Quackery. I've been rotating magnesium sources just because I know some people are proper magnesium perverts, but um I've just mm. got some currently magnesium chloride powder that I or crystal that I just Unflavored. Unflavored yeah, hang so, hang scoop. On. Hang on, that that, that you what? What do you do with it? I just try, I, I put it into water or something, but not your mouth. That, to be honest, very irresponsible of me. Please don't take this as medical advice because I, like, I just <laughs> haven't been weighing it out. I just sort of eyeball it, which is a, a terrible thing to do with a mineral. And it's why I ended up <laughs> hypoglycemic. <laughs> you eyeball. That's like you know, the, the
1: studies where people have, like, accidentally had 30 grams of caffeine and ended up in a and that.
2: that was
0: that That's, person in Northumbria University, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, the, That's someone around the world who don't know the, the university we're talking about, Those two <laughs> unis in the city that we all live in, and they did a study on caffeine, and somebody accidentally, was it 100 times
2: the dose? Yeah, it's meant to be 300 milligrams, I believe. And, and they gave, gave them from, 30 grams of caffeine. Which, like there's so many steps that you would realize that that's wrong yeah. that they just managed to somehow miss well not, I think... not only the fact that it's so bitter even if you have 300 milligrams of caffeine powder in yeah. a pint of water you can taste it like it's really nasty you can taste
1: it in three liters of water <laughs> it's such a strong <laughs> but then the three of us would have seen the pile on the the heaped protein scoop of caffeine and gone i think that's a bit much caffeine <laughs> Fucking
0: hell. Okay, uh, yeah, I, Andrew Human Sleep Cocktail, I'm completely in. I've used it throughout this year. Uh, if you
1: just Google that, by the way, if you just Google Andrew Huberman Sleep Cocktail, you'll find like all the recommendations, what to cycle, what not to cycle, all the doses, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Very, was very good.
0: Something else that... Something I've, sleepy. Oh, that was it. So Derek from More Plates, More Dates, his Gorilla Mind, Gorilla Mode um, <clears throat> company has done a version of Huberman's Sleep Cocktail. Okay. But the one thing they did was put melatonin in it. I'm like, mate, come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on, son. So I think he's going to redo another version where melatonin isn't in it. The problem is the Americans are so fucking pro-melatonin. It is Mm. insane because you can buy it over the counter. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it wherever. You can't get it on prescription in the UK. It's basically yeah, impossible it's to get on prescription, and yet it's sold over the counter in America because, like, whoa, drugs, and that just means that people th- they'll lump it in with every like cake mix. You was know, it? Like-
2: you? I think it was last life hacks where you were talking about like getting something like five hundred ibuprofens in a tub.
0: Maybe I mean they they do those they they don't do the blister pack thing very much. If you want to kill yourself by taking drugs in America, it's pretty easy because you just go into CVS and they've just
1: got it's these, the big vat.
0: Yeah, exactly. These protein powder sized boxes. You're just chinkling all of these
2: All the adverts. Tablets, hey, do around. you do you wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night? Then maybe you need Melatonin. You, maybe,
0: maybe you need twenty milligrams of melatonin every day. I,
1: anyway. I, I got some in Hawaii and used to, like there were like two milligram c- gummies. Yep. And when I asked Yusuf's recommendation for dose, he was like Half. cut it into quarters. <laughs> have one maybe one quarter and then slow maybe have a second if you need to.
0: What's the what's the 30-second red pill on melatonin dosage, Seth?
2: So melatonin, the the best effect from it is from it basically starting the lead domino of your natural endogenous melatonin production. So you shouldn't be trying to, like, substitute. It's not like testosterone replacement where you're you're just, like, taking the full lot. It's just to get it going. Um, And that's why it's got this inverted U-curve dose response. So there's, like, a midpoint where about one milligram seems to be optimal and then more than that or less than that is less effective.
0: And they sell 10 milligram, 20 milligram tablets of melatonin. Just for for lols. In CVS. Just, yeah. Right, Yusef, what have you
2: got? When you are giving a speech or dealing with a client or dealing with a patient or anything and you get lost in the middle of something, a great hack is just to put yourself in context. So, if i was drawing a blank now so we're currently talking about life hacks in general we've gone through some physical ones some digital ones chris and johnny have given their suggestions and now we're on to mine and often that <laughs> alone just jogs your memory and gets you going again so if you're in the middle of a, a speech and you're like oh and the audience appreciate it as well it's not as if um, it looks bad because the audience are like, oh, great! Like we're back in context again. Just let's just show everyone where we are in the map, and then here's where we are going next.
0: I really like that. <laughs>
2: that's really, brilliant! That, that's, that's saved my ass a
0: lot of times. <laughs> Alex O'Connor does something v- kind of similar. It's not. I, I don't. It may be to cover up when he loses his place, but he does. Uh, he asks a rhetorical question that makes it obvious about where he's going to go next. So let's say that he was doing some video about. Jordan Peterson's views on veganism or something and he would say something along the lines of so you might ask yourself why would it be the case given everything that we know about Jordan's beliefs around humanity needing to be as generous and kind as possible that he would not have decided to adopt a plant-based diet well the reason for that is da 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 and like um. all of that what he's done is he's created a question that he can answer himself he's opened a loop you want him to answer it like it's a he's like interviewing himself Um, I very much, and he does that when he's doing his YouTube videos. He'll go off script to do that, to then go back on script, and it's you can do it with all of the naturalistic language that you need. You can do all the rest of it. It's a really, really, and Zach started putting that same tactic into his videos on YouTube too. It's like so you might think like, why would someone do this? Well, the reason that you could say perhaps they might do this is da 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 da, and then you're back on script, so you've just veered off and come back on. But it's so it's just easy to inject. You do that one or two times per. Um, talk. No one's going to notice, but it's a really good tactic.
2: Nice. I love that. Good one.
0: Okay. Um, I guess given the fact that Johnny's just spoken about the uh, sleep stuff, I might as well throw this in. So I did 500 days without caffeine. Um, I then reintroduced caffeine back into my use, but wanted to maintain the current level of sensitivity that I have to caffeine, and most importantly, not reintroduce the dependence that I had to caffeine. Alex hormozy has this fucking amazing quote when it comes to reliance on substances, caffeine in particular, that says, if you can't perform without it, it stopped conferring a benefit. And you're like, mm-hmm. look, that is the way that most people view caffeine. They don't use it to improve performance. They use it to get themselves back to zero. And it's no longer assisting you. It's no longer a performance enhancer. It's just buttressing what you do with your yeah. life. So for me, the best way to do it is just every other day caffeine use. And the the reason that it works as a rule is I can always remember if I had caffeine yesterday, and if I did, I can't have it today. That's it. It also means if I'm thinking about having caffeine today, I actually have to make a scarcity calculation about how much do I need it today and how much might I need it tomorrow. If I need it in two days' time, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm going to need it tomorrow more than I'll need it today, I won't take it now.
2: I do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like planning two three days ahead of like oh no if i have one today then that's two days in a row so i can't do it in a, in a so Odd number every day caffeine? you can, you
1: can borrow from tomorrow then so if, if i'm not just supposed to have any today i'm supposed to have some tomorrow but i need it tomorrow today more than tomorrow can i borrow from tomorrow not if to you've today? had it yesterday can't ever have but, it two days in a row but you could go more than two days without caffeine for example so yes like if you I, can go more than
0: two days without but you can't go more than two days in a row with
2: and so you I can- create like a really complicated credit system with a spreadsheet of like, okay, I'm this many in reserve and
0: yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Banked, I've banked this many days. No, but this is the reason that it's super easy because you can't do two in a row, but you can do two without in a row, and that's it. You just hold on to that, and it's meant that I'm still taking so Killcliff. Uh, it looks like we might be doing some work with them next year. I'm a massive fan of what they do. Um, Natural, preser- no preservatives, no additives, no nothing else, flash pasteurized, blah, 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 loads of L-theanine. Uh, they do a 25 milligram uh, drink, which is basically just, I mean, it's half a half a cup of coffee. And it's just about enough to give you a little push, especially if you're sensitive with it, like I am at the moment, uh, for non-physical activities. 25 migs is about right for me uh, to go down and do some mental work. And then if I want to train... They do a, a 90 and a 125, and Jocko uh, Go also is a 90 MIGs. Perfect. Like, and that, I feel the hell out of that. Like, seeing people walk around with a bang energy that's 350 milligrams of caffeine just blows my mind. Zach will go and get a rain energy, 300 milligrams of caffeine before we go and train. And I can, like I, I get caffeinated by watching him drink it. So, yeah, every other day, caffeine use, really, really good.
1: So, you, mu- you must be pretty damn sensitive to it then.
0: Yeah crazy, if it's, yeah, crazy sensitive. I mean, so if you,
1: if you had like three or four coffees in a day, does that, how do you feel the sensitivity? Is it just, in just like jitters, never, anxiety? I've never or? had
0: it. I, I've, since I've come back on, I've never had, I think the most I've ever had in a day has been two 25 milligram drinks.
1: But if you scoot back to like pre 500 day with episode,
0: I can't remember because my sensitivity was just so high. I was so low should I say I was so desensitized to the effect of caffeine. I can't remember what it was like, but it would make me if I overshoot it, it makes me jittery, it makes me anxious, mm. I can't focus um and I don't need it like my energy levels are not determined by the caffeine concentration in my blood anymore and this is mm. the this is the big thing about caffeine that it's papering over the cracks in the issues that your daily routine has created like people are using caffeine to get themselves past the 11 a.m. slump, but never having to ask themselves, why the fuck am I tired at 11 a.m.? Like, dude, you're mm. not supposed to be tired and fatigued and needing your adenosine system to be completely hijacked by a massive energy drink at 11.30 a.m.? Maybe it's because you're not sleeping enough. Maybe it's because you're not getting enough daylight. Maybe it's because you're not spending enough time outside. Whatever.
2: It is pathological. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to bank a couple of caffeine-related hacks for after Johnny's
1: all right okay johan okay cool um mine's more just like a behavioral thing so um i have found uh, well i think probably everybody struggles with this like you have a long list of boring things to do you've got like something in the like to tidy the house or something like that or do some admin um even just if you if you're putting off a training session um it's something that that i've always kind of done it in some way but the first time i really experienced the effect of just having a, like a, a totally arbitrary deadline was actually when i was trying to do the crossfit open when you were there chris and you were just like five four three and i just found myself even though i was shattered like you're just like oh well there's the countdown i suppose i better get back to doing what i was doing so you having just this arbitrary thing just encourages you to just get going again so being like playing around with that to encourage me to do things that I'm putting off so um you've got like a a list of boring tasks that you've got to do and you've got a phone call that's happening at one o'clock challenge yourself to do as many many of them as you can before one o'clock or even sometimes waiting until you've only got an hour to train like you know your training session's going to take you an hour I know that at eleven thirty I'm gonna have one hour exactly to train, otherwise I'll miss my training session. Suddenly, you find yourself like in the gym powering through it, getting it done in forty five minutes. So kind of creating these like almost turning things into a bit of a game. It's a bit childish, but makes such a difference to things that are otherwise very boring and could easily have taken all day. Um and I know it's it's parkinson's laws and and lots of other ways of kind of viewing these things, but when you've got stuff you don't want to do, turn it into a bit of a game, set a random and arbitrary deadline. And suddenly becomes like even fun.
2: That's so the, the something prob- I really admire about you, Johnny. And you, this is parallel to Parkinson's law, is you know the effect of when like you're at home and you've got a train to catch at quarter past four. So, but it's it's quarter past three, and so you're thinking, well, I've got an hour, but I can't really do anything proper. And then it's like half an hour before you have to leave, and you're like, well, like I'm in this limbo. Johnny will always just be like, oh, I'll just do. A thing like so, something you know. Even if you have to record a module or something that I would consider quite heavy project work, and you'll be like, oh, it's fine. Like, I just need to leave out that time, and I'll just do it anyway." Whereas I get very much caught in limbo mode and end up doing like emails or shallow work. Well, that still was
0: a that was something that you, that I still use from you, which is having a holding pattern activity. So in between, I've had a lot of calls over the last few months, and sitting down and waiting and the call finishes 10 minutes before your next call. W- really, what are you going to do? Yeah. not even long enough for me to do a loop of the park next to where I live. That's 13 minutes and 30 seconds door to door. So I'm like, right, well, iPad or a Kindle next to my desk means that instead of picking up my phone, I might pick up a book. Maybe I'll read for a little bit or emails I think is actually the best use of your time for this mm. because you can chip away at your emails in such an easy bite-sized form. I'm going to try... Emails been a real issue for me, so if anyone has some great life hacks around emails, please send them over. Um, to try and make email less of a an entire day thing. Currently, 120 unread emails, all of which need in depth replies that need me to get a calendar out, or link other stuff, or submit a form, or do some shit. Uh. How are you gamifying common, boring tasks? Like just saying, I've got half an hour to do these, I need to get these done. Is there anything else?
1: So I'll, it depends what it is, but I'll, I'll always try and pair it with something that's um, fun or enjoyable. So like it de- it, it, emails that require a long, complex reply, it's a little bit different, but I'll have a 30-minute batch where I'm like, right, I've got 30 minutes, I'm going to call it X, I've got like a predefined list of all these things. And I know that like really bitty, like renew my car tax, pay this thing, reset this insurance, whatever it is. I'll stick a, whatever I'm listening to, podcast course, whatever on in the background, set a timer for 30 minutes and just try and get all of them done in the time. And it it turns it into this, like you've got to do it anyway. Like you've got to do those things at some point anyway, you either do them or you don't do them. So if you're going to do them, you might as well try and compress it and make it take the least of your day possible, turn it into a bit of a challenge and pair it with something that like takes the edge off. So like a listen to a podcast or even just your favorite album or whatever. Um, But yeah, I think forcing yourself to, it's something I actually, I think it was like a Tim Ferriss tip from years ago, which was like create positive constraints in your day. So like make plans at 4 p.m. that force you to finish work by 4 p.m. or set, set things that happen throughout your day that are fixed. That mean that suddenly you've not got all morning to do something. You've got ninety minutes to do something, and you'll still do it. And it turns it into a bit of a challenge. Or you still you still always fit your training in multiple times a week, even if you're really busy. You just kind of find the time and make it make it take it a little bit less time in the gym. Having this so just,
0: big amorphous fucking work blob just allows yeah. everything to bleed into everything else. Yeah, you need structure. Yeah. You re- you really do. I like I like that a lot. That's good. I think um uh, calling people while you're doing like house tasks is another really good one or listening mm. obviously listening to a podcast if you don't have anybody to call or if you can't mm-hmm. be bothered if you've got a full clothes or sort shit out or whatever you're off to print some stuff and return some parcels like just ring someone and it's going to make it
2: a little bit less shit and you've got to do it in any case mm. definitely yousef so we're winding back to caffeine if you've been convinced by chris's argument there to to just stop relying on caffeine. If you're one of these people who you're like, oh actually my energy levels are dictated by my serum caffeine levels or um I I can't function without it. The first thing you can try from probably about six life hacks ago is Johnny's decaffeination protocol. So that's let's say you have three cap three coffees a day, 9 a.m, 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. You do three weeks where you substitute the last coffee, so the 3 p.m one for decaf and then the next week you go the midday and the 3 p.m. one a decaf. And then you go the, the 9 a.m., the 12 a.m. and the, the, the 9, 12 and 3 are all decaf. And then you reintroduce them slowly over time. So then you've you've managed to wean yourself off without having to go through all the caffeine headaches and withdrawals. And you, then you, you're getting the most out of the least when you reintroduce it. So that's a good way to do it. If you need something with a little bit more fine tuning. Then I've got two options for you. One of them is called norlo lightly caffeinated coffee so this is some kind of scandinavian coffee brand that is like a third of the caffeine of normal coffee so it doesn't have that decaf taste and it's it it's pretty good it's very it's all like minimal design and really kind of cool looking uh, lightly caffeinated coffee so you could go for that and then you can play around with your protocol and maybe have that at midday as your final one or something the other option that i've been Having recently, if you're a tea fan, is hojicha So you might have heard of matcha, which is the the powdered green tea that's kind of an acquired taste. Hujicha hojicha is
0: his Arabic cousin.
2: It's his, uh, yeah, exactly. It's his Arab <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Lightly roasted. <laughs> it is actually roasted, so it's brown. <laughs> and it's got more of a um caramelly, malty kind of taste to it. And it's beautiful. I think it's really, really nice. And you can make cakes with it there's there's a there's place there's a place all over the uk called sujiri which does hojicha and matcha like soft serve ice cream or cheesecakes and all that kind of stuff increasingly
0: lebanese here aren't we? yeah
2: so you can get the hojicha powder it's like 10 pound for a a big bag how do you spell that h-o-u-j-i-c-h-a and you can make frozen yogurt with it it's genuinely lovely
0: so you would have frozen yogurt that's lightly caffeinated
2: Yeah, but the hojicha is actually, because it's roasted, it's got lower caffeine than matcha. But it still has the theanine and all that stuff, too. So it's a really nice kind of almost green tea light, but it's got a kind of multi wholesome flavor to it.
0: Very nice. I like it. Okay, let's get ourselves out of health and fitness and get into why you should install a USB charger in your bathroom. So it's the first... (laughs) bathroom
2: what a sentence
0: (laughs) Look, we need to divert um the first bathroom that i've ever had a usb charger in is the place that i'm at in texas at the moment and it's fantastic it means that my whoop external battery is always in the same place for if i'm taking it off i'm getting in the shower that's the time when i'm taking my wearables off in any case for uh razors electric shavers if they've got usb compatibility for um uh, electric toothbrushes all of which pretty much use usb to power them if you've got a sonic air or something similar um what are you doing yousef i'm just <laughs> prepping for the next dean can you can you cut back, <laughs> yeah can you cut back early enough so that we can see what he's doing please
1: Fixing <sighs> me have a mr bean episode
0: it was yeah okay so um yeah it's just you need a usb charger in your bathroom so if you're doing a, a bathroom uh revamp I'm also going to guess that the same way that the double-prong shaver thing 30 years ago was sufficiently safe in terms of wattage or amperage or voltage to be able to be in a room that might have some mist, I'm going to guess 100% that a USB port is going to be sufficiently safe. Uh, check with your appropriate electrical <laughs> lo- local, local council electrical company before doing this. However, I've got it in Texas, haven't killed myself, and all of my devices are very well
1: charged. It is the it's the frustration, isn't it, with having so many little devices that require like a micro or a mini, or just a normal USB, that you have to charge them at kind of different intervals throughout the week. So having like a slot where you regularly so is that why you're showering or something like that that you yeah so especially
0: stuff? with uh especially with the whoop I'll just take it off before I get in the shower because I don't want the strap to get wet. I'm like, well, I might as well plug it in to the external charger which lives right next to the little port so it's always in mm-hmm. the same place. It's just an extra hub because there isn't for me the kitchen is where my phone stays and all of the phone charging stuff tends to live around there. The office would be where all of my tech for work would be. I don't actually have a very good location for the wearables in my life. I don't want them next to my bed. I think that that's just too messy. Um so where is it that you would go and it seems to make i know pretty good sense to me to have it in the bathroom and the wearables you're going to take them off same stuff for shaving same stuff for cleaning your mouth etc
1: yeah i think having like a it's having the, the the time to charge them when you don't need them that happens regularly and i think showering is the as long as something can charge in a, a sufficient amount while you're showering well the think about it this way
0: the, way the way that i do it or you could do it with um your whoop for instance or an apple watch or something similar could be take it off to shower first thing in the morning go downstairs do whatever you need to do go back up to clean your teeth presumably which you're going to do before you leave grab it off the shelf that's half an hour charge Mm -hmm. during a period you're not going to get much low intensity steady state cardio in during that one half hour but it's yeah i i think it's a definitely a good consideration cool johan give me something
1: I want to send us back into health and fitness. Can I do that? Is sure. That allowed? sure. Uh, one of them's a exercise technique hack, and the other one is an equipment hack. You might not have the bit of equipment in your gym, but if you do, and you've always looked at it and thought, I wonder what that does, a safety squat bar. You ever tried one? Chris, you ever tried one?
0: So that's where you've got handles on the front, and yep. usually a padded sort of H shape up and above you, and then it yes. goes out to the side, and then it kind of yokes down as well, right on the outside of that.
1: Yeah. So the 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 plates are at like a on a, a a portion of the bar that's at an angle, typically the same angle as the handles, so they're kind of tilted forwards a little bit. It's a similar stimulus to a front squat, without the kind of positional issues or having to get into a front rack or pinching an archery or something nasty um so it allows you to kind of push the the lift more without the technical demands if you're not looking to be an olympic weightlifter or whatever um for the reason i've done it is it's allowed me to basically like reset a, a lift so the problem i was having with squatting was doing anything that wasn't like powerlifting training it's kind of i'm, I'm kind of too technically too advanced in the lift for it to kind of be a something i can train regularly and I just feel it in, like, hips and hamstrings and lower back and kept getting injured with it. Safety squat, but the the loads are way lower. Um, the training effect's really high. Like, my quads are in pieces for days. So if you've never tried one, you don't particularly like back squatting, you don't particularly like front squatting, there's one in your gym, or you've got a home gym and you want to buy one, buy one, they're fairly inexpensive. I would highly, highly recommend that. Um, the second thing is if you do lateral raises and you find yourself, like, Sometimes you use like a you swing, you swing your body around. Sometimes they kind of go halfway. Sometimes they go to, I don't know, random stages. Allow as much body swing, as much body English as you want, but the, the range of motion has to finish completely over your head with the dumbbells touching. Has to so finish norm-
2: over your head until yeah. you're doing start like star jumps, but <laughs> just so get I, it going.
1: I think if you try, like, try experimenting with an amount of body English, and you'll find it kind of polices itself because doing star jumps actually makes it harder hard because
2: we i feel like we've all converged at trying to get the most out of the least weight recently with with training so i i i've gone the opposite way with lateral raises where i do like chest supported ones so you set okay. up, almost vertical lean mm. forward onto it and honestly doing like five kilo dumbbells it's embarrassing but it's a lot harder. I
0: really want to be a part of the movement, but I can't pretend like I haven't just been throwing stupid heavy weight around <laughs> for the last few months. As just, it's been idiocy. Two thousand and eight lifting with Z. I feel like if you're living with Zach. Yeah, it's... I mean, he's two hundred and sixty pounds and six foot four, so he, I, I've got to try and catch up with him and his weight and his strength. But yeah, uh, I definitely see the advantage of. Um, Increasing the like mechanical difficulty of a movement in order to stop yourself from being too stupid with it, that makes a ton of sense
1: well, it's just like the so Mike will talks about it, the stimulus fatigue ratio, so like it depends why you're training but if you're training to for health as you mentioned or like for muscle gain, it does kind of make sense to get the stimulus you need while accumulating the least fatigue possible like or, or without over accumulating. Danger. yeah, danger is a big one, so like if to train your legs you have to load up a leg press or you're you're deciding to load up a leg press with as many plates available in the gym and doing quarter range motion versus like a fifth of that or a tenth of that and doing full range motion, you're probably less likely to get injured. But you might achieve Will you get the same training stimulus
0: thing. though, because presumably you could overshoot it on lightness.
1: You could. You definitely could. But as long as you're like progressing your training, you'll eventually find the point where you're no longer doing that. But if you maintain the range of motion. You should, in theory, get a better better, good training effect. Is um, this
0: your going to be one of your guiding principles as we all transition into sort of older man fitness? You know, within the next 10 years, we're all going mm-hmm. to have to genuinely consider what am I getting out of this session? What are the risks associated with this session?
1: I think I've, I've just come from my training historically has been like it just carried a, a, a consistent risk of I'm likely to injure myself in this training cycle, like over the next six to eight weeks. And also, I would train and then feel like I've been hit by a bus for one to two days afterwards. So
2: I, I don't think it's even I'm likely to. I think just every training cycle is like a quad tear or a something happens. Or some, yeah, yeah, it's always something each cycle.
1: So the fatigue, either from a, a injury perspective or just the way that training makes you feel has always been very high for me. So I am now looking to just training. She's taken a different role in my life. So it's like, I want to train a couple of days a week, but I don't really want to feel like I've been run over for a day after my session. And I, but I still want it to kind of work. So does you know, where do you arrive at when (laughs) combine all those things?
2: So Um, unreasonable, Johnny,
1: I don't, I don't want to feel like you've been run over twice a week. I'm being selfish on it. But but, (laughs) yeah, those are my goals with it. So but I think it's a, there's always a time to sling heavy tin. Isn't there? Yes. Sounds yeah, like that has been the been last, been your the last phase. few months.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it's going to be more high-intensity stuff. I'm going to be interested to <clears throat> start doing classes and stuff again throughout 2023 because that was the best gains and progress that I ever saw in terms of physique was actually doing something that wasn't focused
2: on physique. But was that was great. one of your hacks, wasn't it? Like to do a class because you just absolutely you, you you the rising tide makes you do the cardio that you wouldn't otherwise have done.
0: As far as I can see, the Mediator for most people's outcomes in training is the level of intensity that they train with most people aren't that they've got weights which are not being moved appropriately, which are too light being done in reps that aren't sufficiently uh big enough, and with rest periods that are too long, just all of that getting compressed down now that's not to say that you're supposed to lift too heavy for too long with too many sets and no rest, but having that externalized to a class. And having that motivation put out there makes, it just made such a huge difference. And my my physiology really responded to that intensity well.
2: So this is going to sound really judgmental, but I think it goes even beyond the technical definition of intensity. And just, you go into any gym and people just usually aren't trying very hard. Like, and it usually correlates very tightly with their physique, like the results that they're displaying. Mm. Do you mean the CrossFit class when you say class?
0: No, so, it'll be similar. It'll be uh, non-technical strength-based class right. programming. Like CrossFit without the ollie, the ollie lifting and some of the technical gymnastics.
1: I think the all that would be needed, the only tweak that would be needed for CrossFit classes to just, I would just be there the whole time, is some kind of like, even if it was like a fortnight of programming that then repeated a few times, so you could just see that you were improving in something. That would be it. That's all I ask
0: for. The constantly varied is the issue, which sadly is the first part of the definition of CrossFit.
1: Um, It can still be constantly varied, just slightly less often. (laughs) (laughs) Intermittently varied. Yeah, varied sometimes. Sometimes. Varied when, when appropriate. Regularly periodized
0: functional movements performed at high intensity (laughs) yeah Yeah, man i mean i've been saying for ages i can't believe barry's boot camp and there's this thing called orange theory in america which you might not be familiar with um spin classes soul cycle all this shit no one has done here is a bro split three days a week training plan done at what you would do on your own plus 30 percent intensity Mm -hmm. programmed out and then finished up with like a nice easy little metcon of push-ups and pull-ups or air squats and running or some shit like i would be i would fist fuck that it would be so perfect and yet every you're trying to kind of even with on it on its programming is good but i'm still trying to like reverse engineer what it is that i want i don't want to do fucking four rounds of wall balls i don't care about the training stimulus of four rounds of wall balls um, but mm. you know we're getting there slowly over time
1: okay? I know what you mean I'd I'd be on it with you if that existed especially if it was like how CrossFit is where you, you log on to so like get the work out of the day or whatever mm. um,
2: should be done anyway Yusef what you got my girlfriend really upsets me when I see her trying to open an app because she'll scroll to like the fourth page and look for it and I'm like just use spotlights just use the like scroll down and type the name of the thing But one step even further is that you can access Spotlight from the home screen, from the lock screen. So, do you have to enable that? I think so. So, you can just. I've just done it now. Oh, there we go.
0: Just scroll down. But what happens if you try and open an app without. I'm going to guess it's going to say, in order to open this, you then need (laughs) to put your face ID in.
2: Yeah, but if you have Face ID enabled, by the time it's opened, it's probably recognized your face, and so you've saved so it I've, after a second.
1: I've just done it, Chris, and it does just open. So I suppose it's, it's Face IDing you while you're... Yes, yes. Um, yeah.
0: Access Spotlight from the home screen by swiping down. That's lovely. Very nice.
1: Okay. Sweet. That is lo- that is lovely. <laughs>
0: um, What have I got here? So I've got two... Hacks. I've got a lot of travel hacks that I'm going to save for another one a little bit later in the year when people are probably going to be traveling more. However, I'm going to do two for London Heathrow because I've used these a lot throughout this year. The first one is that there is a second at gate A3 in Heathrow Terminal 5. And the main <laughs> pret which is right in the, the larger atrium, is way too busy. It is nice. They do have a good selection of of... Uh, foods and coffees, but no more than a smaller Pret would have. However, the second Pret-a-Manger is at gate A3. So you go past, underneath the, the walkway, you go past the, the WH Smiths, you take a left, and it's there on your left. That's very, very good. The other thing that you can do, that's a photo, Johnny, of you at the Pret-a-Manger sending it to me after I featured it in a newsletter. Yes, and indeed. What, something that might be quite noticeable about that is there is no queue outside. Zero. Zero Q. It's a secret mm. pret-a-manger. If you want access to a secret pret-a-manger, you're in the right place. Uh, second one, sneak into the business lounge at uh, Business Lounge South at Heathrow Terminal 5. So, in many business lounges, you need to scan your boarding pass in order to be able to get in. The Business Lounge South at Heathrow Terminal 5 is you just show your boarding pass and they then scan it in. They're always, all of the girls behind the desk who are perfectly lovely are always talking, they're chit chatting between themselves easy to sneak in i went back and forth from it without having been checked once Now i had access to the business lounge but they didn't check and if you're in there the world is your oyster quicker wi-fi great smoothies a free bar free food lovely seating
2: it's a very selfless hack because you pay for that so you're creating a free rider problem even though
1: i have to eat yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris will be in the other lounge where they scan the passes properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, peasants! <laughs> Is it not that they just can't believe it's Chris from Modern Wisdom and they just let you in, even though?
0: Look at how you've changed from Chris from Love Island or Chris from Voodoo Events. You just need to continue to update the the bio. Chris which, Carnage. Chris Fucking Hell. Chris Carnage. Getting, Williamson. Digging into the archive there. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So. Second Pratamone Gate A3 and sneak into the business lounge in Heathrow Terminal Five. Business lounge is very very nice, by the way. Should we do one more round? Let's get one more round in. Come on, Johnny. Let's do it. Uh,
1: this is a music recommendation. So, if anybody is or used to be a fan of like Rage Against the Machine or Audio Slave, uh, Chris Cornell, any of that sort of stuff, um, and to be honest, any any rock from that genre of music. There's a group called Brass Against on YouTube, which is like a brass band with a uh, rotation of singers, and they cover quite a lot of Rage Against Machine music, and it is honestly phenomenal. I showed it to a few people, and they've messaged me back saying, "Like, I've just been down a Brass Against rabbit hole." They have this this the singer, she is. I mean it sounds like Zack Rocha, the original singer from Raising Against the Machine, but like good gym music, just good good general music. Really, really good. Brass against.
0: Are they I'm gonna guess they'll be on Spotify as well?
1: I'm not sure whether they are. I've not actually checked. Um but all the stuff that I've I've listened to has been on on YouTube. So you must be YouTube premiuming this. I I am YouTube premiuming this. Yes.
0: Opening it, closing it, right, I see. Yeah, the brass full, against the full I, I I mean.
1: They're on. They are on Spotify. Yeah.
0: Of all of the life hacks that we we're going to talk about today, there being a brass band equivalent of Rise Against, I did not have on my bank. Rise against Machine, whatever. So
2: yeah. th- there's also Richard Cheese, who does lounge versions of like System of a Down and Nirvana. Like wake, wake up, lounge. grab yourself a little makeup. <laughs> it's it's great. It's very. It seems to be a, a winning formula. All right, Yusef, what you got? So I feel I'm cringing a little bit about this one. Uh Uh-oh. But I really like these. So these are the... Alex
0: Hormozy branded nasal strips.
2: The nasal strips, yeah. The reason I'm cringing is because since Alex Hormozy has popularized them, everyone and their uncle has started doing videos on Instagram while wearing them as some kind of like... A status symbol I, I don't know like it's because come on like you're recording a video with good lighting and good camera and stuff and you didn't you neglected to take off your stupid nose strips so you're clearly doing it to try and signal something
1: but that, that stuff aside there, Yusuf. i i want you to sell me on wearing a nose strip why yeah sorry be, but why what I should wear a nose about the, about your the own nose. hack
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a nose like me you might think surely the, the, the size of those colossal nostrils doesn't need more assistance. Fucking cavernous. <laughs> For <laughs> ventilation.
0: Opening, opening them up requires you to put a land registry down so that you can walk through.
2: <laughs> <all> through <laughs> you have to town. get planning permission. <laughs> planning permission. <laughs> 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 but what they do before bed is, and I've got to avoid my piercing here, otherwise I end up... So you put it just over the kind of nasal bridge and it does just enhance your mm, listen to that clear passage
1: does it does it do that because it's it's got something on it or in it like yeah what's the so process?
2: the it's obviously sort of plaster material but inside it has a backbone a flexible spine that pulls your nostrils apart so if you're a bit of a snorer if you're finding that you just want to improve your nasal breathing or encourage it this is a better alternative than for example People doing mouth tape, which, you know, if you do get blocked, knows that could be a bit unsafe. So instead, rather than blocking off the opposite, it's encouraging the thing you're trying to do. Now, did you go for
0: Breathe Right Medium? Oh, my God. Or did you go Uh, for Breathe Right Large?
2: I've gone for Harmony Life.
0: Oh, okay. Is that from presumably from Alibaba? It sounds like a life insurance company.
2: Did you have to get one for Arab-sized noses? Yeah, you've got to go. Like, you have to tick take your ethnicity as you uh, as you select the order. I like, can't tell if you're joking. Are you joking? I mean, how racist would that be?
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's it's, it's a, sometimes the sort of thing you have to fill in, though, isn't it? Granted, yeah. rarely when you're just ordering something online, you kind of caught off guard. Like, why but, do you need that information? So, I back to your comment, Chris. I didn't think on this episode of life hacks i would be the only one here without a pack of nasal strips to hand
0: well i've got two here actually uh, i feel like i feel breathe like right I, and- I both breathe right um but i went for two different sizes see that's the large uh, are the breathe
2: right ones uh, uh oh, menthol? I, lo- I
0: love how it's large and original fucking focus you bitch it's not gonna <laughs> what if i hide behind yeah it? it's focus hey there, fits, there fits you go
1: 75 of adult noses I 70%. want to see the 25%.
0: Lifts open nasal passages for up to 31% more airflow. Breathe right nasal strips may help reduce or even eliminate snoring. Uh,
2: are yours au natural, Chris, or are they mentholated?
1: No, they're. Youssef won't have gone for the menthol because of estrogen.
2: <laughs> this actually
0: does, surprisingly, the large ones do kind of smell tiny a bit menthol but I don't think that they are. I don't think they're supposed to be. Maybe Why just not, kept in why the same not factory? menthol, Youssef?
2: Uh, I, I just didn't I, I'll go for it next time
1: Okay, I'm not too problem. concerned about oestrogen for menthol Thank goodness okay. Is that, I think the menthol s- sounds like it would be the best bit Maybe, it could be the kind it's of thing It's above your nose, menthol. how are you going to have menthol? I don't know Coming... You'll still be able to smell it, won't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe Let's. I'll get mine on Johnny, can you not find something to put on your nose and then we can all wear <laughs> Yeah, all sadly
2: strips together? Give me one second. It'll be a bit of post-it note Good face, Chris. That's the that's the makeup face. There it is.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: like that.
0: Brilliant. Oh, that's lovely. We'll
1: look technically, fantastic. this is a this is on my nose, and it it's similar, isn't it?
0: It's a festive a festive nasal decongestant that you've got on there. Do they light up? No, no. Johnny had a pair of sunglasses briefly. Okay, so my last one. What am I going to do for my last one? Uh...
2: I'm going to have to get some nasal strips. Now. I hope we're doing a what-are-we-watching round. At oh, the yeah, end. of course.
0: Oh. Of course. You think I'm going to miss off that? <laughs> best Because best you just
2: watched it, the third film ever.
1: <laughs> Ready for them.
0: Um. Okay, so how about... This is a final one for traveling, but it's also for people that are staying in. Uh, hotels since COVID have stopped turning down people's rooms. They don't, yeah. they don't do room turn-down service unless you request it. And they say that it's due to COVID safety regulations. And How long are they going to milk that for? Absolutely not. It's exclusively due to the fact that they don't want to have to send the maids around to every different room. So when you check in, that is the time, every single time, to say, can I just make sure that we're going to have turn-down service every day that I'm here? Because if you try and ring them... Even when you check in, once you've gone up to the room and you ring down, what they'll say is, sorry, we need 24 hours notice in order to be able to plan this. In some places, they'll, wow. say, tw- they'll say that they need 24 hours notice. If you do it when you check in and they say, we need 24 hours notice, you go, look, I've just checked in. That's a ridiculous rule.
2: Hotels are such gaslighters. They do it with the um, towels and, the, and washing, don't they? They say, oh, to protect the environment, we're not going to do any laundry unless you put it in the bath or unless you request it or something. You're like, it's not for the environment. Though, unless really, you damage the planet.
1: And in your selfish manner. Yeah. <laughs> You'll use the same oh, towel. I'm
0: paying 250 quid a night for this room. Let me clean my towels. Yeah. realized there was a carbon offset here. So, yeah, ask for a room turned down at a hotel as soon as you check in. It's just, it happened in Guatemala. I needed to do that. I went three days without a turndown down service and then realized that I needed to request it, which was 24 hours. So it was four days before I actually had my room turned down. Uh, yeah. Highly done. Okay. As is tradition, let's do a little loop around of what we've been watching Netflix series documentaries YouTube stuff
1: any like so that. He's so excited, isn't he? Bursting.
0: I see it. Uh,
1: uh, shall is, I go first? His nasal strips vibrating with excitement. <laughs> is the the potatoes now I'd say a little bit cooler than room temperature, but I'm I'm happy to, safely I'm in happy your to hands. It.
0: take it away, Johan.
1: Um <clears throat> first one's just come out actually. Have you has anyone seen the first Knives Out film? Is that yes.
0: with that that new things with Daniel Craig right yeah
1: no Did I just no okay so there, it's a bit of an acquired taste but if you if you enjoy Knives Out the first film there's a new one called Glass Onion I think it's called it. a knife out Knives Out production or something it's like number one in the UK on Netflix um it's pretty good I just really like Benoit Blanc
2: how Daniel does Craig's it compare character. to Knives Out
1: uh it's similar uh, hold on what do you mean.
2: Like so is it's not a sequel, is it no,
1: just it's not, a, uh no, it's not a sequel, it's a, um Benoit Blanc's in it, so he's the okay. the common theme um you so
2: um if you were to rate knives out, out of ten, would it be higher or lower?
1: it would be <laughs> Is this because you you're deciding whether to watch it or not yeah it's <laughs> is that because you didn't enjoy knives out so you it,
2: it was just on the threshold, so if it's lower oh
1: sure. wow, yeah, it probably is slightly lower, oh. ah. Yeah. I That's didn't a watch shame. the first one. Was the first one good? It, it's like I say. It's just a, it's a really acquired taste. Like you'll either watch it and think, "What the fuck is this? Why has Johnny recommended this?" Or you'll find it really funny. I find Benoit Blanc funny, Daniel Craig's character. So, yeah.
0: all right, Youssef, what, what's, what's the one film you've watched over the last one hundred episodes? Uh,
2: so it was a series called Devil's Hour, <sighs> and I recommended Johnny to watch it, and he. I think it's the, probably the first thing that I've ever recommended Johnny to watch uh, um, that you've not already seen. But
1: So I think it's the best series I've ever seen.
2: Wow, it's top three for me, for sure. I think it goes Breaking Bad, Midnight Mass, Devil's Hour. the fuck's Midnight Mass? It's based on a Stephen King book, so it's really well written, and it's incredible.
0: What's Devil's Hour?
2: It's got Malcolm Tucker in it.
0: Right. Well, it hasn't. It's got a- Peter Capaldi. A- <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and now I've got to be very, we've got to tread very carefully here, but it's a psychological thriller that is very dark and has lots of unfolding, mm-hmm. uh, unusual events. And I think that's all I can say.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, what's it on? Netflix?
1: Amazon Prime, I think
2: and how many episodes how long i think it's like five or six so it's it's nice and contained it's not it doesn't feel like it drags out there are some series where you're like oh come on this could have been like four episodes rather than 15
1: yeah. i would say just a editor's note that mm. when you recommended it to me my first thoughts were like this is decently complicated like for something to just sit back and, and enjoy there's a lot of different plot lines and it does take a couple of episodes to for you to I've be like, that. okay, yeah. this is pretty good. And then the final couple of episodes, like the final one, especially where everything's revealed, insane. Oh, so it's really answer, worth like- assisting.
0: How, <laughs> how scary is it? Because when I hear thriller suspense, I think scary, and I don't do not do. it. I well love with, that you don't like scary films. I, don't, I really don't like scary films. <laughs> not good with scary films.
1: It's not scary at all. Okay, good. The Devil's Hour. That that will all be revealed.
0: Why it's called that? Sounds like it might be scary. Okay. Have you seen Treason?
2: No. Watch treason. Is that one? Watch one treason.
0: For the list. Netflix came out. I may have only come out yesterday. Um, I have been recovering with this flu that has nailed me twice in two different countries <laughs> now. Uh, and in the space of the two days it's been out, I finished it. So I recovered to Treason. Very good. Uh, the head of MI6 gets poisoned within the first three minutes of the series and then a new understudy takes his place and it's all political backbiting and stuff goes on and his family gets involved and an ex-lover comes over and the Russians are in it and everything and it's just a bunch of pretty well-known British actors that you'll be familiar with. The Irish mob boss from that mob series that we were watching a little while ago is in it the one that took uh ayahuasca on that like real high class retreat with his wife and went crazy um he's uh, in it a yeah. bunch of people that you'll recognize from things like the thick of it uh just good class of british characters Sounds um good. yeah easy easy watching five episodes could could have been a little bit more compelling but pretty pretty enjoyable pretty enjoyable watch pretty easy going
2: nice
1: um, um uh, the new the Litvinenko series. Anyone seen that? I think it's on It's on like ITV player or BBC. Um and it just documents the Alexander Litvinenko, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um like the actual events. Who was so, that? So. What is he? Uh he was a former Russian KGB agent. Oh he's the nerve li- agent guy. Didn't him and his daughter the both got got popped. I think just him. Okay. Just him. Yeah, there was there was another incident where like two people got poisoned in Salisbury, I think it was. Yes. Uh yeah. So one. this was this is predates that. Um he was like poisoned in a hotel with um I don't know. And one of the one like it's it's the most dangerous substance Some nasty bastard nerve agent, yeah. yeah. Only, um, only but just, available like, in Russia. Documents like uh, the, the British police dealing with it and um, pretty good. Nice, good, good, good series. And it's just I didn't called know Litvinenko. like half, I think so, yeah. I I didn't know like half the stuff that happened and how like it's just audacious to just come into the UK and poison someone with something like that and then leave again. Like
2: how, this wasn't the guys. What were like, you guys doing? Like the cathedral, the the brothers that went into like Durham Cathedral or something and no, no don't I don't think so. so
1: no it was in a hotel in London they put like a nerve agent in a
2: is it polonium or something like that
1: mm-hmm. um put it in his green tea in a pot of green tea in a hotel and they then subsequently found like traces of it in the green tea that had, had been like through days and days of cycles they still found traces of it and they had to to bury him in like a uh metal coffin to
0: this nerve agent shits no joke man the, the <laughs> as they were tracking the father and daughter i think that got popped with it or Mm. the the one in salisbury they were able to see where they'd been for hours afterward oh he touched this cup oh he'd 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 stood on this step he brushed past this particular tree or something it's
1: the 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 point they're making the in both dramas about both of those happening is that like it can there can be a speck of it on a on a table and you could test just to the left of it just to the right of it miss it entirely and you have to test exactly where it is otherwise you can't detect it but if someone touches it that's it game over the game over so it's so hard to once it once there's been some of it in somewhere it's so hard to find it and detect it and remove it Shit. and it's incredibly toxic
0: okay so, Yusuf, have you watched anything else
2: yeah so a couple of hat tips again to johnny because you recommend I, I think you recommended both of these the night manager yep which was good had a sort of young Daniel Craig in it. Yeah. Um, He's very charming and very British. <laughs> um, you're talking
0: about the guy that plays Loki. uh uh-huh. Tom.
2: Hanks.
1: No. Tom Hanks, that's it, yeah.
0: Tom Hanks, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I, the, yeah, okay, that guy. Um, I watched that as well. I thought that was great. It's also got
1: Hugh Tom Laurie Hiddleston. Right? Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Tom yeah. Hiddleston and Hugh, Hugh Laurie, yeah, both of yeah. them are in it. Okay. and tom Holland is also in it
2: um and then the other one was the suspect which was also good it's kind of psychological thriller with an irish man so funnily enough um, that was actually the thing
1: i was going to say next so thank you for oh that no i've stolen it from you well no i think i might have said it on the last life hacks what was the second one watch the night manager and what's the other one suspect
0: watch
2: the suspect okay So so the those were my hat tips, just yes. and in terms oh, of. This isn't you. That wasn't York. Yeah. So just in terms of things to, things, things to to watch. Chris, you recommended Coffeezilla a while back. I've seen some of his recent stuff, and he is a specimen. Some sort of he's the best very, shit on the internet sorry. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. he really, He's for for people who haven't heard of him. He's an investigative journalist that wears signature suspenders, and he just goes after scammers and crypto warlords and all these kind of people and just goes to town and like peels through the blockchain and looks at the individual transactions and goes to the nth degree to just nail people and he recently nailed sam bankman fried from um s what's the FTX. ftx have you watched
0: have you watched the logan paul three-parter
2: i watched the first one uh,
0: he's yeah diddled oh, on. diddled logan paul I haven't seen any of of this. Yet. diddled really? him hard yeah <laughs> I mean, <laughs> CoffeeZilla, do- just go on, watch the Logan Paul three-parter. That's pretty fun. Okay. Um, it's most fun to watch them as he releases them because watching them in retrospect, he did a huge five or six-part series across two different channels about Rubet and Steve Will Do It and the Nelk Boys and this uh, crypto gambling that occurs in... I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's It's most fun to watch them as they come out because as you get sometimes. to then, yeah, you get to then think about what's going to happen next, and you also get to see the reactions from people real time as they put defensive tweets up or whatever. You can go and like have a bit of a, a stalk. Um, I don't think Logan Paul's actually responded to this most recently. The, the
2: thing. whole, the whole impression I get from watching it, because you know, you when once you start creating content, you see it with a kind of creator's eye, and I'm thinking, okay, like he's putting a lot of effort for this. Like you can really tell he's put in the time and the, the cost and everything to to make this video. But the main thing is, like, he is pissed off a lot of people. He is definitely going to be on at least five, maybe ten people's hit list, mate. So he,
0: I, I know, I know from uh, from a very, very good source that he's <clears throat> had a ton of wild shit happen to him from people that he's uh, investigated, and he's had these emails that say shit like, uh, "We are never going to stop." I hope that your kids and their grandkids are ready for this because they're never going, we're Ugh. never, ever, ever going to stop. And you're like, fucking hell. And he, he doesn't monetize. He doesn't do sponsors. He'll make money from AdSense, and he's just started a Patreon. So if you like what he does, you should go and subscribe to his Patreon because this guy pays an awful lot of private prices to be able to do what to everyone else is basically just entertainment you know, like exactly, no one else is gaining from Logan Paul being taken down, really. I mean, some people have got money back or some people have been sent to jail or whatever because of the downstream impact of particular investigations that he's begun. But yeah, he's a, he's a motherfucker. Coffee's ill is great. Um, I'll do something that I actually watched last night and I've spoken about them before, but they've just released something new, Melody Sheep on YouTube. So they make these... Beautifully soundscaped, fully 3D modeled documentaries about what it would be like to journey through the universe or to go to different solar systems. They did a three part series called Alien Worlds, which showed what it it created an imaginary museum of other different types of alien life forms that could. Evolve on different sorts of planets. So this would be on a planet with really high gravity one with huge amounts of sunlight one with tons of oxygen This is what silicon-based life could look like. This is what artificial intelligence could look like and it's so beautifully designed It's absolutely gorgeous. I highly 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 recommend it and the most recent one that he just did is about um, other inhabitable planets that we could go and see but it's not just um like stock footage, it's all custom created for this, soundscaped over the top, and he'll fly you through the world on the bottom, and he'll show you a three-star, the only planet we know that orbits a three-star system in the habitable zone, and he'll try and render what a sunrise from three stars would look like on this thing as he's just talking over the top of it. The one thing that I would caveat is if you don't have YouTube Premium, he fucking pounds you with ads. It's every five minutes. So... I highly recommend watching it on someone's account that's got YouTube Premium, but Melody Sheep and the most recent one, which I think is A Journey to an Alien World or something like that, is top-notch. Nice. Good. <clears throat> Let's round it up there, gentlemen. Where should people go if they want to check out the stuff that you do and what it is? Is it that you do?
1: Two things. If you want to um, just get some macros from us, some calorie recommendations, We have a calculator on our website. So go to propanefitness.com. It's on the homepage. If the other side of what we do is we help people, mainly personal trainers, fitness coaches, gyms, move their business online. We summarize how we do all of that. We give you a free training that summarizes the entire process at propanefitness.com forward slash modern wisdom.
0: Big up. What else have you got coming up? Is there anything else that people should expect from you guys soon?
1: Just more of the same just oh, always trying to slightly improve everything so. more
2: podcasts and stuff we've got some exciting back end stuff for our kind of inner circle of, of clients um that we is you know obviously a black ops operation we yeah. can't can't talk about but yeah we we're going going big on youtube this year so have a look at us on there cool boys
0: i appreciate you we're going to go for chicken uh, next week and
1: uh, yes we are
0: i'm looking forward to it all right thank
1: Thanks, you man. see you uh,
0: Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget that you can receive a 10% discount on all of Gymshark's products by going to bit.ly sharkwisdom and the code MW10 at checkout. You can get the Whoop 4.0 for free and get your first month for free by going to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom and you can get a 20% discount on Cured Nutrition CBD at curednutrition.com slash modernwisdom and MW20 at checkout.